0: Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The Detroit-based Skillman Foundation has a really long history of trying to help fix some of the gaps in our K-12 school systems that often allow minority and other underserved students to slip through the cracks. It is a really important fixture in the narrative about inequality and justice here in Southeast Michigan. Now that organization has a new leader, the daughter of a white Jewish mother and a black father who raised her on the south side of Chicago. Angelique Powers comes to Detroit with a really impressive resume in philanthropy in the Midwest. She succeeds former Skillman president and CEO Tanya Allen, who stepped down in February. Power joins me now to talk about her career up to this point and her vision for Skillman and the city of Detroit Going forward, uh, Angelique Powers, welcome to Detroit today.
1: Hi, can you hear me? Okay.
0: Yes, I can hear you just fine. And also, welcome to welcome to Detroit. Uh, it's very exciting that you will be joining us as the head uh, of Skillman. So let's start with you talking just a bit about your background and how you've made your way here to Detroit to to lead Skillman.
1: Sure. Um, well, thank you for having me. And you know, I'd add. I come to this work as the daughter of a public school teacher. And my mother was a school teacher. My father was a police officer, Mm. the youngest of six. And we had tremendous dinner table conversations about, you know, the the systems that actually perpetuate a lot of the uh, inequities that teachers and cops end up confronting and are often blamed for, um, not solving those systemic issues. And so I grew up curious, I grew up optimistic and skeptical at the same time, a part of communities and apart from communities all at once. I have worked in the corporate sector, in the uh, nonprofit sector, in the philanthropic sector, really recognizing how each of these stakeholders are working toward massive change and how we need each other to get there. Um, and the last thing I'll say before I pause is just that I'm such a fan of Detroit. I grew up, uh, my parents, because my mother had her summers off. and. My father uh, was furloughed in August. We had a small cottage in Western Michigan. A lot of black police officers did, actually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and grew up um, spending all of our spare time in Michigan, went to the University of Michigan. Because of that, my sister Lisa and I both did and have done a lot of work in the past through Dayton Hudson Corporation and through Joyce Foundation in Detroit. So I have such admiration for the city, and I'm so over the moon to begin at Skillman. Mm.
0: So, so a lot of your experience has been about implementing anti-racism programs, really drawing, uh, uh, pulling attention to systemic inequality and, and talking about solutions. I, I'm really curious, just from the jump, how you see that work translating into the work that Skillman is is doing right now here in Southeast Michigan?
1: Well, Skillman is no stranger to racial justice work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and has been doing it for many years now, very thoughtfully. Um, you know, I think that I, I started to really practice and study anti-racism work because of the time I spent within corporations and Um, within nonprofits and and foundations, where often the conversation and the approaches to solve problems were race agnostic. And there lacked uh, literacy around the impact of how racism is so exquisitely designed into our systems that um, we don't even recognize them. And so we enter into these spaces trying to find solutions, but we're perpetuating the issues that we're there to solve. So um, Skillman has had a keen analysis on this and has a really interesting approach to philanthropy where the grants are a portion of what they do, but they really leverage their ability to amplify other voices, bring people together in public-private partnerships, and really push to unlock equity on behalf of Detroit's children. Mm. And that's amazing.
0: Yeah. So you're coming to us from the Field Foundation, which for most of us in Detroit is, is not a familiar institution. Um, but Give us a thumbnail sketch, though, of the work there uh, that you've been involved in and, and the role that Field plays in, in the Chicago community.
1: Sure. You know, there's similarities between Field and Skillman. Um, The Field Foundation was founded by Marshall Field III, who is the grandson of the OG Marshall Field, who created (laughs) the Marshall Field department stores. The grandson was, um, you know, a little bit of a rebel and actually built in concepts of racial justice in the 1940s when he created the foundation. Um, much like Rose Skillman who created the Skillman Foundation mm-hmm. 61 years ago um, really with this keen clear-eyed focus on Detroit children's children and youth um, both foundations are place-based both have been doing racial justice work and thinking about how do you leverage all of the tools inside of a foundation to work for, um, the residents of those communities. I think what's really important is that Skillman has zeroed in on the fact that education and education systems are the single most important determinant of a society's overall well being and that all of us play a role in making sure that our education systems are working for everyone and by recognizing that they're able to really bring a lot of different unusual suspects to the table to push for that change
0: yeah yeah so so here in detroit the the role of our philanthropic institutions has been in a state of you know transition for for a bit but but i think it's fair to say They've been much more active, not just in the space of uh, equity and and racial justice, but but also the idea of expanding opportunity uh, here in in Detroit for for people who've been locked out of it for for decades, if not if not centuries. Um, I, I wonder if coming in, uh, you have a view on the the, the role of philanthropy. In a city's life, uh, and are there things that uh, maybe we're doing here that that you wouldn't do, or are there things that we're not doing that you that you'd like to see us doing uh, in terms of the role that philanthropy plays?
1: Well, I, I'm going to start by saying what I know about Detroit is that Detroiters do not suffer fools, and so someone coming in from outside. Uh, making declarations about what's working and what's <laughs> not is not is not a smart uh, approach to a very thoughtful city that's been doing this work for a long time and has had relationships with outsiders who uh, come in and they want to sort of helicopter in with solutions. Mm-hmm. So um, that is not my plan. The other thing I'll say is that there's a group of um, Michigan foundation leaders that have been a part of the Aspen Institute. Mm -hmm. And I've been a part of the same group. And so for the last three years, many of us have actually communed um, far outside of our spaces in our cities and have had really transparent, thoughtful, reflective conversations about our work, Mm -hmm. about where we feel we need to strengthen our skills and how we can do better. In service to communities. So I feel very lucky that I'm coming into this space with real relationships with many that are within the philanthropic community. Um, The other thing I'll say is that I'm a notorious collaborator and I feel at Field in particular, a part of our success is that you know, the walls of the Field Foundation fell away from me a long time ago. Mm. And I see myself as an ensemble member more than anything else, working across the city, um, led often by nonprofits and community organizers, um, by educators and by journalists and by uh, storytellers, really trying to figure out how we can take this moment and um, have a massive leap forward. So I think between the stalwart thinkers that are in Detroit, between my um, desire and sort of my secret sauce of loving to collaborate with others, we're gonna get up to some really interesting stuff together. And and I think COVID allowed a lot of folks to kind of move outside of their funding spaces and work more collaboratively. So I I definitely wanna come in, learn and build on that.
0: So where do you start? What's, what's first on your agenda when you get here?
1: Well, I already have a tremendous list of um, folks that I want to spend a year talking to. Um, but I think you start with young people. Hmm. And that is really, we've seen from this last year, uprisings that happened across not only the nation, but the globe. And these were youth-led. Um, These were black and brown youth led and young people. There's a generational shift that's happening right now where they don't want a piece of the pie. They want market share in the bakery. (laughs) And so um, I'm going to spend as much time as I can talking to young visionaries in Detroit and learning what they want from Skillman, what they want from me and what they want for the city.
0: Okay. Okay. Angelique Powers, new president and CEO of the Skillman Foundation. Uh, It was really great to meet you, and uh, we look forward to you being here and uh, working with you for for many years to come. Thanks so much for joining us on Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, that is going to do it for us today. Come back tomorrow when we're going to talk about ways that Detroiters are trying to fight climate change. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.